Hi, it's Angie Atkinson. Today at QueenBeing.com, we're going to discuss 53 things narcissists say when they are love bombing you. Are you ready? Let's get started. So one of the biggest reasons I continue to write about narcissism is that so many people uh, need the help I'm offering. That's why I started posting YouTube videos on this topic a few months ago, and it's also why I've been blogging about it for about five years now. And it might have something to do with the 20 or so books I've written. Uh, you can see my books at booksangiewrote.com. Uh, you can see my blog at queenbeing.com. Moving on. Uh, anyway, it seems like there are more victims than any of us ever realized, the victims themselves included, right? So yesterday I asked my SPAN group, which is my online support group for uh, people affected by narcissistic abuse in relationships. I said, hey, can you help me out with the, with a post? I've, I've got a question for you. Okay, so the question was, what are some of the things that your narcissist said to you during the love bombing phase of your relationship? Now, as we discussed that topic, several members of the group said, you know, they sort of felt shocked about the similarities between their stories. There it was in black and white, the really plain pattern that seems to flow throughout nearly every toxic relationship with a narcissist, at least in some iteration. So I'm going to share with you their answers. Um, and as we go through this list, I want you to, t to think back to the beginning of your own relationship and, and let me know, do you see a pattern here too? All right, so before we get started though, a trigger warning, these are actual statements um, from actual narcissists that were shared with me by survivors of narcissistic abuse. So, um, you know, while these are mostly positive sounding statements, uh, I don't want you to be triggered by, by the situation unless that would help you to, you know, to use it as a, as a springboard out of your relationship that is toxic and abusive, okay? Moving forward. All right, number one, someone said. Now, remember, again, these are all uh, statements that were shared with me by our narcissistic abuse survivors. And in addition to that, um, this is part one of this video. Um, next time I will do part two, uh, which will be things narcissists do during love bombing. Okay, this is a very complex topic. Here we go. Oh, and if you aren't sure what love bombing is, um, it's a practice that narcissists use um, as they get into... Um, uh, the beginning of a relationship or when they're trying to get back into your good graces after having been in a fight or, or discarded you. So love bombing um, is something that almost every victim of narcissism and, and abuse in relationships uh, is, is going to experience at least on some level. So like if it's your boss uh, that's the narcissist, you know, it, it might be more like, you know, nice bombing. Okay, but it's the same concept. Okay, so uh, one person said that the day after her narcissist had been drunk the night before. Uh, she said she'd never got an apology for the bad behavior, but he would always ask her, do you still love me? And she said, of course, I would shower him with reassurance of how much I loved him. You know, that's pretty common. Another person said, you may, you seem like the type of person I would want to marry someday. Mm -hmm. Remember, these are all statements directly from narcissists. One said, I never wanted children until I met you. Number four, I'm divorced. Number five, it's all about you all the time, you know, and, and with the implication of because I have no friends. <laughs> Number six, my exes are all crazy bitches. I think we've all heard this one. Um, and the same nar narcissist um, of the person who shared that one said that, um, I'm sorry, the person who shared that one said that the same narcissist asked at the end of their relationship, is it okay to still visit for sex after the divorce? And she thought that was just outrageous. So did I. Anyway, number seven, um, your 
mother, sister, father, brother messed up. You know, somebody in your family is a problem. Um, and I, I hid out in the other room because while they were here, they gave me a bad vibe or whatever. So basically making excuses for not connecting with your people who are important to you in your life, your family, your friends, etc. All right. Um, and again, believe it or not, that is like the beginning of an attempt to start to isolate you. So early in the relationship, you might take it as, oh, it's just overwhelming. My family's crazy, whatever, you know, because some families are very loud and huggy and whatever. But if the person is always looking for ways to stay away from your family, um, eventually they'll pull you away as well and isolate you. So that's something to consider. All right. Um, where was I? Okay. Um, number eight, how dare you put your kids before me? And number nine, you don't love me, only your children. This is a very unfortunately common thing for a narcissist to expect a mother to put, a ch or a father, to put a, a child before them. And, and this is even the case when the child is their own child. But even sometimes when the child is, is um, a, you know, obviously, almost always when the child is a stepchild um, in the relationship. Okay. Number 10, I just want to be with someone who wants to be with me for the same reasons I want to be with them. That one got a lot of reactions and it was also an original statement from a narcissist. Uh, you've never met anyone like me. And then I love you even though we just met. Or I would die without you. Or please just tell me that you love me. All narcissist statements to their future supplies during love bombing. Another one, this one's kind of specific but you can kind of kind of get where I'm going with it or where the person was that's not my particular statement but uh, can I take the condom off you know I will take care of you and she said that was three days before he discarded her for a new victim and she said that was probably because she said she no and wasn't going to take him back with <laughs> without him actually becoming a decent human being I love these people um, and I totally I'm with her 100% smart girl all right moving on uh, you reminded me of my mother. This one um, was also one that a lot of people said, oh yeah, I heard something like that too. So something to think about. Uh, next up, I've never loved anyone as much as you before and I couldn't live without you now. Another one, the only way I'll ever leave you is in a pine box. And for those of you who don't know, that means coffin or casket. Um, and three days later, she said that for a month he left and never, you know, he, he left without word for a month, she said, and, and before he ever came back so not so much in a pine box y'all anyway uh you know we should call this video something like 53 lies narcissists tell i might just title it that during love bombing all right moving on uh next up you're all mine now and i'm not letting you get away another one god sent you to me and in this case this person said you know sure that that might be something that a healthy husband or you know or wife would say to a to a sibling i mean to a um a, a love but uh, generally people don't say that a couple days in and apparently in this case the person did so all right another one said oh I never used to yell this much before my ex-wife and she said the you know the the victim said and survivors said that um, and other irrational or jealous statements and accusations were made pretty often and similar to that one next up where's when's the wedding two weeks in this was actually my narcissist who said this one uh, when I first met him uh, my first my my first husband um he literally two or three weeks into the relationship he wanted to know when we were going to get married and i thought that was outrageous but then my dumbass married him five months later <laughs> don't do that y'all getting married too soon is always a sign getting rushed into any kind of commitment always a sign okay moving on 
How much do you love me? This person said she was asked that almost daily. Another one, will you always love me? Again, she said it was almost daily when he wasn't giving her the silent treatment. Another one, why do you love me? You love me more than I do. I think you're a good investment. I wish I met you 30 years ago. We'd have been so successful. Or I suddenly just fell in love with you. And this person said the day after seeing her new house, he decided that he was suddenly in love with her. Oh, come on. Anyway, now, and, you know, and, 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 I, and we can look back now and we can say, oh, that's just oh, so obvious. But, you know, you don't know unless you've been there that when you're in the middle of, of a love bombing thing, I mean, it's really almost impossible to resist because these people are good. They make you feel like they are the people that you have been waiting for your whole lives. They have the whole soulmate thing going on. It's just crazy. All right, moving on. You're perfect for me. No one will ever love you like me. Typical, typical. Another one. I don't need anyone but you. You've made me happy. My wife was cold and hated sex. My wife didn't talk to me. My wife has issues. <laughs> There's another one that should go along with this. I'm divorced because they lie about that too. Another one. Um, I did everything to save my marriage. Oh, and here you go. She says that she didn't know about his two-year affair, which he was still in when he forced himself into her home, saying he'd left his wife for her and, and couldn't refuse him she couldn't refuse him and make him homeless that's what she felt like and she said they weren't even going out at that time he was just a friend through work so basically he found this this new supply he wanted her and he forced himself into her life and that's you know and it might feel like you know you're swept off your feet you're so in love it's so amazing and then suddenly one day you look around and you go oh crap this is not what I wanted right this is not what I signed up for so all right, moving on. I know how wonderful it can be when two people truly love each other and share the same goals. Okay, so that's cool, right? But the problem with this particular statement is that it came early in this person's relationship and later it, it, it was used against her, you know, because the person would sort of use that as, well, I thought you agreed that when we have the same goals, of course, those goals have to be the narcissist goals, not your goals, not the supply goals, not anybody else's goals, simply your goals become his goals or her goals when you get involved with a narcissist. That's what this is kind of representative of. of and, and as well, it's a statement from an actual survivor and as to what she was hearing from her narcissist during the time that she was being love bombed. All right. Uh, this is kind of a funny one, but another... Um, <laughs> uh, one of my one of my survivors said that she was always told how her vagina was so perfect and how he now knew that this was why men obsessed over her when they broke up. Now, I am not going to be telling too many of my own personal secrets right here, but I will tell you that I've heard similar things. And that's something that, um, you know, it's it's difficult during the phase of it happening to even understand <laughs> the deviousness of this particular statement. But if you think about it now, you realize, okay, well, when people are in that situation, you know, that that is a precursor of, I will obsess over you. If, you know, it's hard to hear it during the time, but there it is. Okay. Another one. If it could have, it could have been anyone, but no, it was me and no one else who was the perfect one for him. That that came from a, a survivor. And she said, um, another one said, he was certain that they were twin flame soulmates. I thought that was interesting. Um, another one said that she knew for the from the first time, uh, he knew from the first time he saw her that, she, that you know, quote unquote, he was, you know, she was the one for him. Um, and that he'd never had as intimate a relationship with anyone before her. Another one said sex had never been that good before. Another one said that no one had ever loved him the way that she did. 
Another one said, you're my dream girl. How many of us have heard that one? Um, another one of, you know, one of them said, aha, I don't know what hit me. And actually, I do believe if I'm remembering correctly, this one may have come from one of our male survivors. So this was a female narcissist, I think. Um, and in that case, you know, um, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. Next up, when I went out with my friends, I would not talk to any other women until I met you. You're amazing. So I, I think that one, even though I didn't um, necessarily experience the exact quote, you know, the exact type of uh, statement, I did experience similar statements, you know, that all other women were this before he met me, things like that, you know. Um, okay, this or that, whatever it was, you know, they were bitches, they were, they were hoes, they were <laughs> whatever, whatever thing they decided, cheaters, whatever. Um, you know, and that's, again, during the love bombing phase, putting you up on that pedestal so they can knock you down thoroughly later, right? All right. Um, did I mention I have another video that actually identifies love bombing on my YouTube channel? Go check that out, too. If I remember, I'll put a call out in here for that for you. All right. Uh, the first time I called a woman on my phone, uh, oh, she says, the first time she called her, her narcissist, who is now her ex, um, I think, uh, she said, a woman, he said, a woman on my phone, it has been so long. And she said that had been seven months, <laughs> to be exact. And she said, but with hookers in between that and meeting her. I found that fascinating. Um, all right, another one said, I don't do violence. And uh, I thought that was interesting that, yeah, why would you even say that? I mean, unless you were asked specifically about that, that thing. But I think that, yeah, anyway. Uh, another one said, we really are like soulmates, aren't we? And that, you know, that soulmate theme, unfortunately is really constant in early narcissistic relationships and it's hard for people who you know like me um, want to believe in soulmates I want to believe that soulmates is a real deal right but when I look at things like this and I see how often that term is used to manipulate people um, it breaks my heart so anyway moving on all right um, I've never been with a girl as pretty as you we've all heard that one right and number 53 or, you know, we've heard something similar, as pretty as you, as handsome as you, as whatever, if you're a dude, whatever. <laughs> All right, number 53, where would I be without you? Um, you know, again, it's the same the same thing. It's making you feel needed, making you feel wanted, loved, etc., etc. So, all right, that's all I've got for today on this list. Uh, but stay tuned, because next up I will be presenting um, the things that narcissists actually do, the actions they take, and the behaviors and situations that occur during love bombing. That will be in my next video. All right. So now it's your turn. How many of these phrases sound familiar to you? And what would you add to this list? Um, share your thoughts in, in the comments section and let's discuss it. All right. Uh, and remember, in the meantime, if you have questions, comments, concerns, things you want to talk about, um, you can join our SPAN group. It's a uh, it's support for people affected by narcissistic abuse and relationships. And you can um, find the information for that group at queenbeing.com slash span, S-P-A-N. And everything will be right there. All right, this is all I've got for today. Again, my name is Angela Atkinson. I'm a certified life coach, an author, and a survivor. Have a wonderful day, and I will see you soon.